know, I, I, like, I like to share on all kinds of things. And uh, sometimes I share things that might ruffle your feathers and other times that makes you feel good. But my job is not to please you, it is to please the Lord. Yes or no? So I'm to minister in season, out of season. The scripture says, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. So that means sometimes I share things that, uh, that people don't like that I have to share. And then I share other things that just make you all excited. So whether you're excited or whether you're challenged, how many know the Word of God can transform you? Uh, so the last number of weeks, some, uh, sometimes the Holy Spirit falls in our meetings like he did first service last Sunday. I don't get to preach my message. Uh, so we just keep moving along. Is that okay? But I do have a series when the Lord lets me get to it. So I've been doing a series on faith because we need faith as we go into an unknown future. Yes or no? And so with the challenges erupting worldwide in all kinds of ways, we need a way to respond. And I have found in my 46 years of walking with God, September 12th will be 46 years um, of walking with Jesus. doesn't seem like that long to me. It doesn't seem like I'm that old, but I is. So uh, anyway, but I have found walking by faith, really, it's an incredible journey. And, and it takes twists and turns that you may not have planned, but uh, God will take you where you didn't plan to go, uh, cause you to do things you didn't plan to do, and cause you to minister in ways you never thought you could. Now, how many know that's not just for pastors, that's for you? And in our future, God wants to use you. So this is entitled Faith Till the End. This is part six. So uh, my thesis here is that uh, every problem that befalls us in life we can overcome by exercising faith in God. Faith in God is simply believing that right now God is doing in me, to me, for me, and through me everything he said he would in his word. Faith is always based on the word of God. If I'm not basing my life on the word, if I'm basing my life on circumstance and feelings and other people's opinions, I'm not walking by faith. If I'm basing my life more on what the news broadcaster says than what the Bible says, I'm not walking by faith. And I could go on and on. First John 5, 4, whatever's born of God overcomes the world, the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Weymouth New Testament says it this way, uh, for every child of God overcomes the world and the victorious principle, because faith the victorious principle which has overcome the world is our faith. In 1 Timothy 6, 12, fight the good fight. Everybody say fight. We, we get the word agony from that. So it's agonize the good agony. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you're called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And then 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. The contemporary English version says, we live by faith, not by what we see. I like that. So, so living by faith is, is not felt, not seen, but believed because God said it and God said it alone. And that's taken me through the nooks and crannies of life in the past 46 years. And, you know, Susan and I have navigated raising four children. We have now eight grandchildren. Um, we've moved, how many times? Twelve times, owned a number of different homes, bought, sold, did stuff, believed God, ministered in different ways. And see, all that comes out of your walk with God called faith, right? So what I'm talking about is not for a person you're tooling through life, doing your own thing, singing your own tune, not even thinking about God, and then suddenly you have a calamity and you want God to come through. It doesn't work that way. Now, now sometimes God in his grace, if you've got a big, uh, a, a big problem and a catastrophe hits, if you'll humble yourself, how many know God can come through for you? But, but, but if, and he'll do that one time, but if you do it again 
and you go back and do what you were doing and you're not you're leaving him out of the equation of life and then you hit another snag and say, God, you did it the first time, do it again. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. There, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's, one, there's one issue here. I want you before I do this, this time. So you may be in the room and it's this time. God's saying, I want you now, right? So, so he wants you and he can minister to you. So fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. We walk by faith, not by sight. Contemporary English version, we live by faith, not by what we see. So I've got eight principles of faith. I'm trying to get through. Let's see what we do. I'll get through one today, just one. The first four that we have mentioned is faith is a gift given to you by Jesus. If you have none and you don't know God, the good news is if you have no faith, the first time he'll give you a dab. Just a little bit. That's all you need, uh, right? And, and, and you can receive Jesus. You can be born again. You can come into fellowship with God. He'll answer your prayer. But then beyond that, faith is increased, number two, by meditation and practice in the word. Faith comes by hearing God's word, not by Googling your problem, not by watching the news or podcasts about the issues of life. Faith comes solely from the word, Right? So you see, all of us have to question ourselves. How much time am I spending on my apparati? And how much time am I spending in this book right here? So, so that determines how much faith you have, right? Once you come to the Lord. Number three, faith takes the place of what we can't see, what can't be seen or felt until it actually appears. So, so faith takes the place of what God promised me until it, the thing I've asked for, shows up. So if I'm believing God for healing in my physical body, faith takes the place of the healing and I may still feel the physical pain and have the physical circumstance to contend with, but if I'm walking by faith, I, I, I look past the feeling and say, Lord, thank you. I believe your promises. Thank you for your word. I believe. I believe I received my healing or if it's for finances or if it's for approval on, on a, a building process. You know, when it looks like it's not happening and all the voices speak to your head, it'll never happen. You're going to get bogged down and fail. You just ignore the voices and say, Father, thank you for what you've promised. Thank you for what you've done. Faith takes the place of what can't be seen or felt until it actually appears. Number four, faith is never future. If you're saying God is going to, God is going to, God is going to, that's hope, not faith. Hope is a great dream, but it's a poor receiver. So we talked about that in fair detail, the last time with uh, lesson five. Today, I want to get right to it. Y'all ready for this? And uh, I, uh, listen, I, I, I did not know this when I came to the Lord in 1976. And once I found out what I'm about to share with you, I, it's like a bulldog grabbed a bone, and you're not getting that bone out of my mouth. I found out faith cannot be separated from words. Now, now, this is practical. I don't know how to get more practical than what we're going to talk about today. You ready for this? Your faith is directly connected to your words. If there are no words, there is no faith. Faith doesn't just float out of your heart independent of your mouth. You get it? Well, I have a lot of faith, Pastor Mitt. Well, I, really? Well, I never hear you talking about the Lord. Oh, but it's in my heart. No, if it's in your heart, it's coming out that thing between below your nose, right? No words equals no faith. Well, I could go along a lot of different places with that, but 2 Corinthians 4, 13, listen. Since we have the same spirit of faith, did you know there's a spirit or an attitude of faith? 
We have in the same spirit of faith according to what is written. I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. So again, what I say is my faith speaking. Maybe you should say that. What I say is my faith speaking. So we want to know where your faith is? What are you talking about? What are you saying? Uh, Romans 10, 6 through 8, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down for, from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. How many know Jesus went to hell for you? How many know hell is in the center of the earth? He went there for you. Uh, the word is, uh, but what does it say? Verse eight, the word is near you. What says in your mouth and in your heart? Say it, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So whatever's in my heart trickles out my mouth. And if it never trickles out my mouth, it's because it's not inside me. Yes or no? 100%. Uh, Romans, uh, oh, that's already read that one. Matthew 12, 34, you brood of snakes, how could evil men uh, like you speak what is good? And right now, that's Jesus talking, okay? Uh, he forgot that uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People book, I think. You brood of snakes, how could evil men speak like, uh, like you speak what is good and right? And he was uh, talking to real religious people that went to church every Sunday. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Did you get it? A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. Amplified says inoperative. So the little small things you say, the little snippets. Somebody says something, you say, well, well that's an idle word. Every idle word, you must give account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Wow. So, you know, why, why did God say that? Why did Jesus say that? Because words weigh heavy in heaven. Words carry weight in heaven. Uh, whew, this is a worn out phrase. Talking to a pair. Oh, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. She's a good girl. But she's acting like a snake. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. See, see, what's in your heart comes out your mouth. And if it's in your, in your heart, you live it in your life. That's why if I say I know Jesus and I never clean up, I never met him. Did you hear me? So I have a mental ascent salvation if I say I know Jesus, but it doesn't translate into shoe leather. That means I don't live it. That doesn't mean you don't make mistakes uh, the big change after you're saved is you try to do the same thing before you came to Jesus. We call it saved. Y'all know what that is. Um, uh, when you try to do that, there's a there's a scratch, a big scratch inside. Like, what you doing? You can't do that. Don't be don't be talking that way. Don't be saying that. Don't be doing that. What you doing? What you doing? And, and you'll find out the the pathway becomes confined, narrowed. And the closer you walk with God, the more narrow the pathway comes. It's called the highway of holiness. You get on that highway and it'll change your life. So Jesus said this, uh, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says, he's talking about words in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, whoever says to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea and doesn't doubt in his heart, believe those things that he says 
will be done. He'll have what he says. He said says three times. So faith has something to do with words. So let me say it again. If you're saying nothing, you're believing nothing. The next thing I want to emphasize is, why is that? Words are actually the creative power of God. Do you hear that? No other part of creation speaks. Uh, your cat meows, your dog barks, it makes might make little chirpy sounds, whatever. Um, birds sing, chirp, cows moo. I can make a good moo as a cow, but I'm not a cow. Ask my grandchildren. Lions roar, bears growl, but you speak. They're not made in the image of God, you are. You get it? You're the only part of the creation that can speak. And, and you're the only part of creation that can actually create. God put us in a planet, a wild planet, and he wanted us to dress it up, take care of it, because we speak. Is that cool? Wow. No other part of creation speaks. Words from God create things. Now, look at this real carefully. You've heard this before, perhaps. But me, in these 46 years, I have to constantly remind myself of the basics. This is the basic part of living. Hebrews 11.3 reveals, By faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which were seen, which are seen, were not made of things which are visible. So God commanded and things became. You get it? So, so the reference is back, obviously, to Genesis chapter 1. I'm not going to read the whole of these verses, but seven times you'll read Genesis 1-3, for instance. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Genesis 1-6, then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Genesis 1-9, then God said, let the waters under heaven be gathered together in one place and let dry land appear. And it was so, Genesis 1.14. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day and night and let them be for signs, seasons, days, and years. Genesis 1.20. Then God said, let the waters abound with abundance of living creatures. Let the birds fly above the earth. Across the face of the firmament of the heavens, Gen Genesis 1.24, then God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to its kind. Let them uh, uh, cattle, creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to its kind. It was so, Genesis 1.26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion. The only part of all of that created stuff that speaks is us. Because God created us in his image. He breathed into Adam and Eve's nostril, or Adam's nostrils, the breath of life, Genesis 2, 7. <sighs> and man became a living soul. He put something of himself into us. And with that, he gave us an ability to create. The world wasn't created with the big bang. It was created with big faith words from God. And that's what the Bible, and I believe it. Uh, so we have a similar power like God has to say things and they happen. You say, you're crazy talking, Pastor Mitch. Let's just keep listening. Isaiah 57, 19, God says, I create the fruit of the lips. God in and of himself has creative power and he release, releases his creative power with words. And God has given you, made in his image, and ability to speak words like he speaks, 
And the issue, the difference is when you speak words, he breathes his life on them and brings to pass what he promised to you. That's really good. So again, there's no faith apart from words. So when you learn to value words, you'll learn to value the faith that God has given you. Let me also say this. um, It's not possible to say you believe in God with one, uh, one breath and then say different words in another breath that disagree with trusting God. You can't say one thing and be believing something else. You get that? So again, let me say it again. If you want to know what you're believing in any area of life, what are you saying right now about that area of life? Just, well, I ain't saying nothing. Well, that's what you're believing, nothing. So listen, if you believe nothing, nature takes its course. And the course of nature is set on death and disease and decay and destruction. How many hear me? I need to emphasize that again. If you're saying nothing, you're believing nothing. That's convicting, isn't it? So you wanting God's best, what you're saying. Well, I ain't saying nothing. I thought God just do it for me. He's got to use your mouth. I create the fruit of the lips. If you're not saying anything, you give him nothing to create. I didn't plan to say it this way. It just comes out. You get it? How about, how about um, Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life. You know, your tongue is like a tree of life. Satan wants to tap into your tree of life and make it a tree of death. You're speaking negative, wrong things. The enemy has his way. So I can't, I don't know how. That's killing me. Nothing ever works out right. I never get ahead. I'm sick. I'm broke. We don't have money to do that. You think money grows on trees? I don't know what I'm going to do. How about shut the trap? Because you're opening up what God created to produce life and it's producing death. Then you're upset with God because nothing right happens. And the devil keeps sabotaging your words. How about... I feel like I can't do that. But you know, the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In fact, I was belly aching. I just got filled with the Holy Spirit. I prayed in other tongues. And then I said something, and the guy that led me to the Lord, his name is Steve. I said, well, I can't do that. He looked at me and said, don't you ever say that again. He said, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, Philippians 4.13. I said, okay, okay then. I don't know what I'm going to do. Say, the Lord is showing me how. Nothing ever works out. No, this is working out for us, for his good, for my good and his glory. How about that? Three steps forward, two steps back. I can't get ahead. How how about I'm blessed and I have more than I need? I got out of the will of God in 1982 by taking a church in my hometown. And it was, I was beleaguered. I was upset. I was angry with myself. And I started, and I didn't have enough money for the month. And I started saying, Lord, I thank you that I have enough to meet my needs and enough to give away. 
And I was taking a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to, to, to work for, to eat at lunch. That's all I had. And a few little chips and drank some water with it. You know, peanut butter and jelly gets old after about the third week. But I still like them. But I started saying, I, I thank you, Lord, that I have not only enough to meet my needs, but enough to give away. And I just kept saying it, just kept saying it, just kept saying it. And the money just kept, start, uh, kept not coming in. It kept not coming in. And, and, and other things started happening that spent my money. It kept not coming in. But I just kept saying, Lord, I thank you that I have enough money to, to, to meet my needs and enough to give away. And y'all, I'm living in that today. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> or how about, well, I'm sick. How about I believe that I receive my healing? Ouch, 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 grunt, 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 pain, pain, pain. I believe I receive my healing, Lord. Thank you so much for making me well in Jesus' name. You get it? See, God, God doesn't give you what he wants to give you. He gives you what you believe. Did you hear that? He doesn't give you what he wants to give you. He gives you what you believe because he's given you the capacity for faith. And that, that faith is released with words. So again, I have all the money I need to do everything I need to do. We're building this building. I start saying, Lord, we have all the money we need to finish that project. Upfit the interior. Lord, thank you, thank you. Right? And now I'm saying, Lord, we're paying that building off in Jesus' name. In fact, I'm going to get up here one day and tell you some, our building is completely paid in full. You think I'm joking. I'm not joking. It, it, you, you will hear me say that one day. Do you hear me? There is a confession. Let me say this too. Everybody good? You say, well, pastor, if I don't believe it, why do I say it? <laughs> now watch it. You can school yourself into believing. You ever heard this adage? That person believe. They said it so much, they actually believe it. Do you know that psychological operation is happening worldwide right now? People are hearing things, hearing things that are not true, and they're believing them. If you hear it long enough, you say, well, that must be so. I heard it a lot. Well, then hook your tongue up with God's word, and even though you don't believe it, say what God says. All my needs are met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. All my needs are met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm blessed with every blessing, spiritual blessing, in heavenly places in Christ. And you're broke, and you're sick, and you're defunct in every way, but I'm blessed. And if you just keep saying it, and just keep saying it. See, Pastor, you're a real simple person. God made this where children can understand. Do you hear me? You can school yourself into believing. My encouragement, there have been many times that I have believed God for many things and it didn't look possible. But see, the word says what's impossible with men is possible with God. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And all you got to do to believe is put faith in your heart and let it come out your mouth. And then believe what you're saying. So you say, well, I don't believe what I'm saying. Well, keep saying it. Eventually, you'll school yourself into it. There's the confession unto faith. That is, you're not, you're not quite there. It's new. It's too new. It's too fresh. Doesn't seem, doesn't seem real. Doesn't seem clear. Start saying what God says even if your mind goes tilt. Just keep saying what he says. That's the confession unto faith. And then there is the, and then one day the confession of faith. Well, I believe I received my healing. There it is. And it comes. Do you hear me? 
I mean, for five months, you just don't know the mental battles I fought with that building right there. I mean, I had every devil in hell, and I think some from some other planet somewhere. <laughs> and I mean to tell you, well, I ain't never getting that building down. You think you're going to build that building? You have to tuck your tail between your legs like a do- legs like a dog. And you're going to have to howl in front of everybody. We can't do it. Ain't going to let us build it. Don't have the money. And you know what I did? Take a hike, Cracker Jack. Take a hike. Get out of here. Shut up. Father, I thank you we'll build that building to the glory of God. We'll have every, we'll have every permit we need. I don't care. You know, when, when, when you forget about time, when you forget about time. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, that's uncomfortable because we like time. We have a saying in South Carolina, we want it done a while ago. That means a while ago. But they muddle the words together a while ago. When did you do that a while ago? A while ago. We want it a while ago. Well, no, you just got to believe you receive it now and, and the manifestation eventually will come. So we got what I've been believing. Now, now we're going to finish that whole project. It's going to be beautiful. The trees will be alive. The shrubs will be alive. We'll be alive. We'll be growing. We'll have that Victory Academy be moving, be going, moving forward. Isn't that great? Because I believe it. Well, what do I do if I believe it? I say it. I don't just say it to you. I say it to me. I say it when the doubts come. And you need to say things when the doubts come. Uh, to conclude this, uh, the confession of faith calls. Everybody say, faith calls. Now, I get this from Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. God calls things that don't exist as though they do exist. Jesus, Hebrews, uh, Hebrews, Revelation 13, 8 is the lamb slain from the foundations of the earth. Abram's name was changed to Abraham, father of a multitude, when he had no children. You get it? So calling those things which do not exist as though they did. Faith calls. So see, God, let, me, let me go over it again. God's given us the capacity to create. God's creative power is in the words we speak, faith-filled words that come from his words that we have placed in our heart by reading them over and over and saying them out loud over and over again. That's another way of saying meditating on them, right? So, so, so let, me, let me make it as practical as possible. You do this all the time with natural things. God wants you to do it with your mouth. So in your house, I have two thermostats in my house. I have one upstairs, one downstairs, and I control them from my phone. I can look at them right now and I tell them what to do, and, uh, but I set them, and that thermostat is constantly calling for what I put on it. Now, I'm not going to tell you what degree my house is, because that's all you'll think about. <laughs> but I got the upstairs thermostat, it's calling for something, and I got the downstairs thermostat, it's calling, and, and what does it mean by calling? That means it's constantly looking for that temperature. And if it gets to that temperature, it cuts off, cuts the unit off. If that if it goes above that temperature, it turns that unit on because it's constantly calling. Your words ought to be constantly calling the will of God into your life. I'm healed, I'm blessed, I'm overcoming. All things work together for the good of them that love God. I'm gonna live a long life. With a long life, he's satisfying me and showing me my salvation. How many hear me? Or, or, or you're in your car, 
My acronym for online is Fast Pastor. I live up to it. But you got your foot on the gas, and that gas pedal is calling for something. Hopefully, it's within the parameters of the law, but it's calling. So your thermostat's calling, your gas pedal's calling. And then I'd see, because I like to go fast. In fact, you know, I would love the G-forces of a jet, of, of a fighter jet. Come on, 6Gs, 7Gs. <laughs> so I have this thing called a cruise control. And so I have to cut it on, click. And then it gets to where I know I should be that I want to violate constantly and I go click. And that cruise control, cruise control is constantly calling. I won't tell you what it's calling for, but it's calling. (laughs) It's according to where I am, right? So look at that. You got a thermostat, you got a gas pedal, you got a cruise control, and they're all calling. Is that true? You do this all the time. So, so your tongue, have your tongue, call it. Say what you want, not what you got. I'm sick, I'm broke. Nobody likes me, nobody loves me. I ain't got no friend. My future's nothing. I got, I'm gonna die early. Shut up. You're calling for the wrong things. What if I put my thermostat at home and it's 95 degrees outside and I put it on heat and it's calling for, it's calling for 62. It ain't working, friend. You want the blessings of God not saying what you should. Look back at what you've been saying and look at what you have now. Again, if you've been saying nothing, nature takes its course and death comes in all of its thousands of ways. Right? I'm planning my future now. Well, how you planning it? You got it in your planner? No, I got my planner right here on my mouth. You will see this if, uh, if you live as long as I do. Because I say some things every day. And this is just an illustration. You've got to stop. Every day of my life. And now you've heard, some of you have heard me say this in various venues I speak in. But it, I mean, every day I did it this morning. Lord, I just want to thank you. Here's what I said. Lord, here's how you, here's how you activate your thermostat. I just say, Lord, I thank you. You said, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation, him or her. So, Lord, you want to satisfy me with long life. That means I'm going to live as long as I, until I'm satisfied. And when I'm satisfied, I'm going to lay her down and go on to heaven. Right? But, Lord, as long as I'm in this physical body, and I say this every day, Romans eight eleven says, the, the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead will quicken One translation says, give life to immortal or death-doomed bodies. So I say it, I mean, I say it every single day. I said it this morning. I said it yesterday morning. I said it Friday morning, et cetera. I say, Lord, I thank you. The Holy Spirit is quickening me. He's giving life to every cell of my body. Every cell of my body is enlivened by the Holy Spirit. Lord, every system, I think there's seven systems in the human body. Somebody correct me, is that right? Seven systems. In your body, every system of my body is quickened by the Holy Spirit. It functions the way it was designed by its maker. 
Every organ of my body, all of them, they're functioning the way God designed them. He's the master creator. He's the organizer of them. And, and they're quickening. And I say every joint, every ligament, every tendon, every muscle, every, every nerve, every part of me and every part of my body will function the way God designed it. And all through the endurance of my earthly life, and I will be strong and alert both mentally, emotionally, and physically as well as spiritually all of my life. As my day, so my strength will be. As I age, I will remain agile. I can do nothing about the aging process. But as I age, I trust God to keep me. I do that every day. Do y'all? Well, if you don't, why not? Huh? I'm not going to lose my mind. I have the mind of Christ. So you better, you better shut up. The devil's going to hear you. That's the reason I'm saying it. He needs to hear that I'm not submitting to, to death and defeat. How many hear me? As long as you're timid and shy, you'll never have the promises of God in your life. As long as you compromise your life away, you will not have the blessing of God in your life. But when you make a decision to put your foot down on terra firma, planet earth, and say, this is what I believe, and I'm going to say it for anybody to hear it, including the devil, demon spirits, and the, the darkness of hell. I want all of heaven to know what I believe. When you say it that way, my friend, things will happen for you. How many hear me? Well, Pastor Mitch, you better watch yourself. You're getting mighty arrogant. I humble myself under the mighty hand of God, my friend. I'm not saying what I say out of arrogance. I'm saying it because if I believe this, I'm going to say what he says about me. Is that true? Uh, Moses, now we don't live 120 years usually now because the atmosphere of the earth has changed since the flood of Noah. And it's gradually, gradually, gradually gone down until now. The lifespan's changing all the time. But, uh, you know, I'm going to live as long as I want to. And I, I said, so what is that? I don't know. I'll tell you when I get there. <laughs> but Moses was 120 years of age, and his eye was not dimmed. His natural forces were not hindered. That's what the Bible says. Can that be for you? Well, how about your finances? What are you calling for? So here's a question. What are you calling for? What are you calling for? Are you saying anything about your life? What are you saying about your marriage? That old, that old, blank, blank, I'm married. No, you ought to be saying, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. Attains the favor of the Lord. My marriage is blessed. My wife loves me. If you're a woman, you say, my husband loves me. He don't even know why he loves me. He ought not love me, but he loves me. <laughs> I do things he shouldn't love, but he loves me. He lo- boy, that man loves me. You ought to be saying, I'm the most beautiful thing he'll ever lay his eyes on. If you're a woman. That woman right over on that front row, that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. I'm going to kiss the lips right off her face. I'm sorry, Susan. You hear me? What are you saying about your life? I say my children are blessed, they're obeying God. They're seeking first the kingdom of God. Well, it don't look like, I don't go by what it looks like. Over my grandchildren, the same thing. I pray over a bunch of you, you just don't know. You don't know. I'm expecting God to do amazing things in you. What are you saying about your life? If you're saying nothing, you're getting nothing. And that's the, that's the majority of your problem. Get in the word, let the word come out of your mouth, and it will change your life. I'll end with one illustration. I have one illustration. 2016, uh, hail landed. 
October 20th, uh, 2016, uh, my mother had moved in with Susan and I, and she still lives with us. She's 88 now. Hi, Mom. Uh, and we were in process of selling her house, which is three hours away. It was quite a hassle. And um, my first double first cousin called me. His name's Alan. He's in, and it was 6.30 in the morning. I just happened to look at my watch. I'm going to the bathroom. I just got up. So I'm headed to the bathroom from my bed. He said, are you standing up? I said, well, I'm going to the bathroom. He said, well, you might want to sit back down on the bed. And I said, what's up? You call me, You never call me at 6.30 on a Friday. What's up? He said, your mama's house just burned to the ground. Now, that house was made out of pine wood, and it burned in an hour. I mean, completely down. There's nothing left. I mean, y'all, we got a couple of boards standing, and they about to fall over. I mean, nothing left. It's pitiful. So anyway, we raised the house, took all the contents and put them in a landfill, paid somebody to do it, groom the yard. So we have two and a half acres of land and a little building and a garage and still standing. And, and the fire was so terrible, it, it just melted the side of the, the, um, the um, outbuilding. And uh, so we had to have that repaired. But and so I put it for, up for sale and... Um, so when I put it up for sale, the lady that was selling it for me said, well, this ain't a good environment to sell land right now. You probably ain't going to sell that this year. Now, I just thought what she said just came from hell. I just tell you. I didn't tell her that. You know, you don't cast your pearls before swine. Now, Jesus said that I didn't. That means don't be talking to people that don't know what you're talking about. So I said, I just said, well, I think it'll sell this year. I think you're going to be surprised at how quickly this piece of property sells. I didn't accept what she said. She said, well, historically speaking, historically speaking, she's Southern Belt. Well, historically speaking, it's generally what happens. Then, you know, I mean, that person's got to go get a loan, and then they got to have that property appraised, and then you got to have repairs made. I said, you know, I don't think we'll have to do any of that. I think we'll just sell that property really, really quickly, and you're going to be really amazed. Just watch. She looked at me. So I went my way. We entered into contract. And y'all, just a few weeks later, I got a call. She said, well, you won't believe it. I said, yeah, well, what is it? She said, <laughs> she said well, the man just bought your, your uh, daddy's property, and... Uh, you don't have to go through a bank or anything. He's got cash. I said, come on now, talk to me again. <laughs> and we signed on the dotted line, and he paid me the money. And I never even saw the man. We did it all electronically. Put it in her bank account. I'm happy. Realtor's happy. She got her money. We got our money. The man got the land, and we happy. All because we chose to believe what God says. Otherwise, we might still been hanging on to that land, and I'm up there trying to mow the grass fix the stuff, but no, that's how God works, isn't he, he good, now I've got, I could talk, sit here all day, or stand here, and tell you illustration, after illustration, question, what you gonna do with what I just said, huh, you gonna go your way and do nothing, well that's exactly what you gonna get, nothing, four questions, do you speak as though your words create things you have in life, second question, would you want what you say about your life to happen right now, well, I ain't saying nothing. That's why nothing's happening. I mean, get real. Are you treating your mouth like a thermostat? Huh? Are you speaking about what you have or what you want? 
because faith calls those things that are not as though they are. Is that good?